At this year's Oscars, Oppenheimer took home the award for Best Picture, Emma Stone and Robert Downey Jr. also picked up wins, and Ryan Gosling brought the Kennergy. For a recap of all the highlights, listen to the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast from NPR. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Dave Mattingly. President Biden's chief of staff says he's reviewing rules for how cabinet members delegate authority when they're hospitalized, under anesthesia, or traveling to places with limited communication. The move is in response to Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin's hospitalization for treatment of prostate cancer. Austin underwent a surgical procedure on December 22nd at Walter Reed National Military Medical Center. That's outside Washington. Ten days later, he was admitted to the hospital with complications, including an infection. The White House wasn't informed about Austin's diagnosis or hospitalization for several days. Here's Major General Patrick Ryder, the Pentagon's press secretary. The department recognizes the understandable concerns expressed by the public, Congress, and the news media in terms of notification timelines and DOD transparency. And I want to underscore again that Secretary Austin has taken responsibility for the issues with transparency, and the department is taking immediate steps to improve our notification procedures. Austin remains hospitalized. Ryder says his prognosis is excellent. Some Republicans in Congress have called on the defense secretary to resign. Congress has little more than a week to pass legislation to avert a partial shutdown of the federal government. NPR's Eric McDaniel says some lawmakers are calling for another short-term spending measure. House Republicans detest short-term funding bills. The two that passed last year, called Continuing Resolutions, or CRs, attracted more Democratic votes than Republican ones, despite Republicans controlling the House. But the Senate's top Republican, Mitch McConnell, came out in favor of another short-term funding bill, despite House Speaker Mike Johnson's wishes. The simplest thing is take a week in the Senate. So I think frequently the House doesn't understand how long it takes to get something through the Senate. In other words, he doesn't think that passing 12 federal spending bills is going to happen before a government shutdown, unless they buy themselves more time. Eric McDaniel, NPR News, The Capitol. A new report says greenhouse gas emissions in the U.S. declined by nearly 2 percent last year. Here's NPR's Jeff Brady. After two years of post-pandemic rising emissions, the U.S. reduced greenhouse gases 1.9% in 2023. The country's goal is to cut emissions 50% by 2030. Ben King is with the research firm Rhodium Group. To meet the 2030 goal, we need to see more than triple that every year. So we need to see 6.9% decreases starting in 2024 through 2030. King says most of last year's reduction came from less reliance on coal-fired power plants. Last winter was also relatively mild, so people used less energy to heat homes and other buildings. Transportation emissions rose slightly, mostly because of increasing air travel. Jeff Rady, NPR News. This is NPR News from Washington. The foreign policy chief in China's ruling Communist Party is visiting the U.S. and says Beijing wants to promote dialogue between the two countries. The trip comes less than two months after President Biden met with China's President Xi Jinping in Northern California, where the two leaders said they would work to improve communications between the U.S. and China. Israel's Supreme Court is rejecting a petition from foreign journalists seeking to force the country's military to allow reporters into Gaza. As NPR's Kerry Khan reports, the Israeli military has blocked journalists from moving freely within Gaza since the war between, between Israel and Hamas began in October. 
In its ruling, Israel's Supreme Court justices said it recognizes the right to freedom of the press, but cited current war-related conditions to justify the military's restrictions. The military says it's worried reporters moving freely in Gaza could endanger troops by reporting on positions and maneuvers. Select reporters have entered Gaza since the war started, but only under close supervision. The Foreign Press Association, who filed the petition, says it is possible to overcome the military security fears and balance press rights. NPR is a member of the association. Palestinian journalists continue to work in Gaza but have suffered huge losses. More than 70 media workers have been killed since the war began October 7th, according to press rights groups. Kerry Khan, NPR News, Tel Aviv. Wall Street futures are mostly higher this morning. S&P futures are up seven. I'm Dave Mattingly, NPR News, in Washington. 